Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks guys. Talk to you soon. This is the Build Your Network Podcast, episode 392. Hey, this is Jason Hartman, host of the Creating Wealth Podcast. And if you want to learn to be successful and invest in real estate, invest in your connections, you should be listening to Build Your Network Podcast with my good friend, Travis Chappell. Welcome to the show. I'm Travis Chappell, and I chat with some of the world's top business influencers, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs in order to crack the code of networking. I believe that who you know is more important than what you know and that your relationships ultimately determine the person that you become. So if you want to learn the new way of connecting, if you want to fill your network with quality people and skyrocket your results, then you're in the right place because this is the Build Your Network Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Build Your Network. I'm your host, Travis Chappell. Today, I'm sitting down with a buddy of mine, Jason Hartman. Jason has been involved in several thousand, yes, thousand real estate transactions and has owned income properties in 11 states and 17 cities. His company, Platinum Properties Investor Network Incorporated, helps people achieve the American dream of financial freedom by purchasing income property in prudent markets nationwide. Jason's complete solution for real estate investors is a comprehensive system providing real estate investors with education, research, resources, and technology to deal with all areas of their income, property, investment needs. Guys, I'm really excited to get in this conversation with Jason. I can't wait for you to hear all about it. But first, really quickly, if you are a six or seven figure entrepreneur, or maybe even a real estate investor out there listening to the show, and you know how important it is, how crucial, how um, helpful it would be to have a podcast in your business to generate better relationships with your ideal clients, better relationships with the top people and experts in your industry, generate more revenue for your bottom line, all of the above, to be your number one biz dev tool, then reach out to me and my team over at World Class Media. 
because I know that if you're running a business that you're probably just don't have a ton of time to look into how to start a podcast. And so uh, what we do is we take all the guesswork out of the equation for you and we will be building a podcast done for you completely white glove service. So all you have to do is show up and record some of the content and then my team takes from there and turns it into a world-class podcast for you. So if that is at all something that's interesting to you, head over to travischapel.com forward slash make my podcast, travischapel.com slash make my podcast. Jason, what's up, man? Thanks so much for joining me on the show today. Hey, Travis, great to be here. So listen, I know uh, we talked a little bit before we hit the record, but we want to get into some more meaty things with you. But first, really quickly, let's go back and build some context for those listeners out there who don't know who you are. Um, talk to me about, uh, let's go junior high, Jason Hartman, you know, 12, 13, <laughs> 14 years old. What were you up to back then? That, you know, that's a really good place to start. I've been interviewed on maybe 700 shows now, and no one's asked me about junior high. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's what I like and to hear. I, you know, I'll tell you why that's a very valid place to start, because I grew up poor. Uh, I, did, I didn't like my economic situation as a kid. Uh, I was in, living in Los Angeles, California, uh, in some, you know, kind of crappy areas. And, sure. Uh, and this uh, is like the city of L.A.? Yeah, I mean, different areas of LA, like I okay. lived in Mar Vista, I lived in this sort of nondescript West LA area, which, okay. you know, West LA is pretty expensive nowadays, but yeah. back then it wasn't that nice. And um, <laughs> uh, so, so in ninth grade, it was kind of sort of a seminal time for me, you know, obviously adolescent. Mm. And that's when I kind of realized and I hope this doesn't sound terribly shallow, but a lot of people are thinking it. I'll just say it. Um, all the good-looking girls were hanging out with the rich kids, and <laughs> and I wasn't one of them. And I yeah. felt really left out. And this has probably had a huge impact on my future. And <laughs> I, I I remember that you know, like I lived in an or I went to an integrated school, and you know, I got jumped a couple times in the hallway, knife point, taking my money out of my pockets. You know, <laughs> it wasn't it yeah. wasn't nice. Uh, and um. Uh, but but all the kids from the Cheviot Hills area were all the rich kids, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, and you know they they had this whole clique, right? And sure. I realized at that point that um, you know nice clothing was important, and going skiing in Mammoth on the weekend was the really cool thing to do. And I couldn't do any of that stuff or have any of that stuff. And yeah. and so so when I was 16 years old, I saw an infomercial for a real estate guru. And I, I got his book and read three chapters of it. And uh, later, uh, when I was about to graduate from high school, I went to a big real estate conference. And I didn't know what those speakers were talking about there. And so uh, literally Monday morning after the conference ended, I thought, I got to learn the basics of this business. So yeah. I enrolled in real estate school to get my real estate license, just okay. to understand more about investing. And then um, uh, when I was 19, first year of college at Long Beach City College, I got my real estate license in my hand and I started just selling part time as I was going to college. And uh, I actually did pretty well. And then about six months into my career, one of my clients, a guy named Jim Wool, he, I had sold him a, a few properties and he didn't like one of them. And it was a one bedroom condo in Huntington Beach, California. By the way, my office, my real estate office was in Anaheim, just to give you some context to where I lived then. Mm -hmm. He said, Jason, why don't you take the listing on this one? Let's get rid of it. I'll buy another property from you when I sell this one. And I said, Jim, 
I don't want to sell it for you. I want to buy it from you. And I bought that property when I was 20. I bought my first rental property while still living at home with my mom. That's amazing. And uh, really started being an investor. And I've been an investor for many years ever since. And and also in the brokerage business as well. Do you remember the specifics on that deal, Jason? Like the purchase price and how a, you a got the down bit. payment? Yeah. Or did you, what kind of vaguely. financing you used? I vaguely remember them. So I'll okay. tell you as best I can. Okay. And you know, I keep most everything. I just can't find everything. And I have actually looked for the file on that deal. So I could talk specifically about it. But okay. I can tell you it was, it was a... It was a crappy little one-bedroom condo, okay. and that's why Jim, my client, didn't like it, okay? And it was on Coventry Lane in Huntington Beach, California, okay. um, probably quite expensive now. Yeah. But at that time, I think I paid him maybe, I don't know, seventy, eighty thousand dollars $80,000 for it. Oh, wow. So uh, and, what year was this? Oh, it was, a, I don't know, it was a long time ago. Okay. And, and I, my first experience was terrible. It might have been more than that. I don't even know. But, yeah. but I, I put this young couple in the property and they paid me rent for just a couple of months and they stopped paying. And, um, you know, this is a, was a pretty crappy low-end property, okay? It's mm -hmm. just because it's in Huntington Beach doesn't mean it's nice, okay? It wasn't nice. <laughs> yeah, the uh, beach is nice, yeah. The, the, not, yeah, not necessarily all the condos, yeah. Huntington Beach has some bad areas, okay? Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I mean, I don't know. They're probably nicer and more gentrified now because it's gotten so expensive, but. Anyway, whatever. At the time, it wasn't nice at yeah. all. Uh, so um, they didn't pay me. I had to evict them. Ugh. And I, I could have easily found every rationalization and every excuse and every reason to say real estate stinks. Mm. I don't ever want to do this again. Yeah. Because my first experience at the tender age of 20 years old was a bad experience. Why do you think and it didn't scare you away from it? Well, I don't know, because I'm just too persistent, I guess. I guess I wanted it too much. My dream was too big. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. Well, I mean, that's and, a great answer. That's, yeah, that, yeah. That, 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 there's a lot of people that aren't willing to do that. There's so yeah. many people that do that first time and then have a bad experience and they go, well, this just doesn't work. Right. And they go back to nine to five and they talk crap about real estate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, listen, I've, I mean, for the past 15 years or 16 years, I've been in the business of helping strictly investors. We only deal with investors. Uh, I had another company that I sold to Coldwell Banker in 2005 that was a traditional real estate company in Irvine, California. Okay. And, um, and you know, there we, we had some investors occasionally, but mostly it was people buying and selling their own homes. Just and, residential and, brokerage? Re, yeah, residential brokerage. Typical, yeah. typical real estate company. And um, uh, so, yes, I, that just breaks my heart when, uh, you know, I hear someone say that they don't like rental properties because they had one years ago and, you know, they had a bad experience. Because, right. look, at, I think everybody listening knows several people who have made a small fortune in real estate. Mm. And uh, th they've mostly started from humble beginnings. And it is the most historically proven asset class in the entire world. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's nothing better than income property as an asset class. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you. That work by itself is uh, the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. So let's kind of get into uh, more of that conversation then. Um, if somebody's out there listening to this right now, Jason, and maybe they're an entrepreneur and they understand the business world, and but they don't know anything about real estate, the particular asset class. They don't know anything about investing in real estate. And maybe they're just scared to pull the trigger because they just know that if they, can, if, if they keep putting money into their you know, index mutual fund, that it'll return at a yeah. certain rate over a certain, pers- uh, over a certain time period. What would you say to some of those people that are listening about that. Well, you know, Travis, you have a lot of great entrepreneurs listening to your show. And I have tons of great entrepreneur friends. Uh, you know, I've been in many mastermind groups, spoken in a lot of conferences, all that stuff. So I'm sure we know a lot of the same people or same types yeah. of people. Mm-hmm. And one of the big flaws I see with good entrepreneurs, I'm not talking about the bad ones, I'm talking about the good ones, is they have a good business. They know how to do marketing, they know how to provide value to the customer, and they do a great job of that. But they kind of have all their eggs in this one basket of their business. Mm. And, you know, if, if they're strictly online, and Google changes the search algorithm, or uh, you know some law or regulation changes, or a new competitor enters the marketplace with a ton of venture capital behind them, um, you know they can really get hurt rather quickly. And you gotta have a dual track mentality to building wealth. Mm-hmm. Your business is great. Your business produces income. That's fantastic. But do not neglect another track of your uh, your own investment portfolio. Now, you asked about mutual funds. Um, I think Wall Street does a fantastic job of separating uh, people from their money. <laughs> they, they are really good at that. And um, look, we, we all know many people that have done extremely well investing in real estate. Yet, I doubt anybody listening knows anybody who is a not an insider okay not an insider an outsider that has done well by just 
you know, investing in a mutual fund and following the game. Now, certainly, you know, the past several years, we've had a booming economy. Yeah. And the stock market until just recently has been doing extremely well. Yeah. But so has the real estate market, okay? Right, the, right. the whole economy, you know, the rising tide has lifted all the ships, okay? Um, the, the difference is that uh, when you... When you look at different assets in which you can invest, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, precious metals, uh, businesses, which are stocks essentially, um, you know, cryptocurrencies, income property. I mean, there's a whole world of things in which to invest, right? Mm -hmm. The reason I love income property more than anything else is because, Travis, it is a multi-dimensional asset class. Mm. So you don't earn return from just one or two things. Example, stocks, okay? Non-dividend paying stock or precious metals or vacant land, which by the way is not income property because it doesn't mm -hmm. produce income. The, uh, the whole strategy is buy low, sell high. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's the whole strategy, okay? The second uh, thing that would be a little better is a dividend paying stock or uh, something that produces some income. So that would be buy low, sell high, get dividends in between the two, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, but income property is multidimensional. It's buy low, sell high, get cash flow, get tax benefits, get leverage, and get another really unique thing. And I've, I've coined this uh, little trademark term I call inflation-induced debt destruction, which is really the hidden wealth creator of income property. And it is, it is absolutely super powerful. I can dive into that if you want, but you're managing the time. So I'll let you, uh, I'll let you decide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this one has been a long time coming and I'm excited to announce the launch of my new company, World Class Media. I've been doing podcast coaching and consulting for individuals and businesses for the last couple of years and over the last few months, I just haven't been able to keep up with the requests. So in order to serve more people, I've decided to stop taking on coaching clients and start an agency that creates a done-for-you podcasting solution as well as monthly production and repurposing services. So if you are a business owner, coach, consultant, entrepreneur, real estate investor, whatever it may be, then a podcast should be be the most powerful business development tool in your arsenal. Imagine having something that is constantly engaging your ideal client, even when you're sleeping, or that allows you to connect with the top people in your industry to build your network and establish credibility, or that allows you to help listeners that are currently outside of your sphere of influence, or that helps you get book deals or speak on more stages or create content once that we can repurpose and distribute across all the platforms for you. That is the power of a world-class podcast that's done the right way. So if you're interested in starting a show, but you just don't have the time, the resources, or desire to figure out all the tech stuff, the hosting, the equipment, the platforms, the production, then you just focus on what you do best, which is serving your clients and running your business. And then let my team focus on what we do best, which is creating world-class chart-topping podcasts. Let's at least hop on a call and chat about it because I'm fairly picky with the people that I work with. And I only work with people who I genuinely think are going to be able to absolutely crush it with a new show. So head over to travischapel.com slash make my podcast. That's travischapel.com slash make my podcast. And we'll chat real soon. Before we go into something like that, tell me a little bit more about, um, you said 
Uh, you're talking about uh, buy low, sell high. So is there a bad time to buy real estate? I know a lot of people right now are, are in the boat of, you know, well, we're nearing the top of the market. It's got to be yeah. correcting Good at some point question. soon. Do I, could, do I buy now? Do I wait? What do I do in the meantime? Right. Good, good, great question. Okay. So first thing to understand is let's not call it real estate because it's not really real estate. The only type of real estate I want to talk about is income producing property. So income okay. property. Okay. Because, you know, buying your own home or buying an expensive property and thinking you're an investor when you're really a speculator or a gambler is not what I would recommend or teach anybody to do or help anybody to do. Okay. So that's the first thing. Then let's understand that when you talk about income property or real estate in general, there are three types of real estate markets and only three around the entire planet. All of the world can be categorized into one of these three types, linear markets, cyclical markets, and hybrid markets linear cyclical hybrid one two three that's it okay so the markets act very differently and what you said was totally accurate you know look we're late into the business cycle um the economy has been booming for an awful long time and isn't it time for a correction in in just about everything you know many have argued that we are in the everything bubble, okay? Yeah, yeah. Not, not not any specific asset, just every asset. And you know, there's some there's some argument for that for sure. But we like to buy income property in these boring linear markets that don't make the news. These are not sexy real estate markets. Uh, the old saying in real estate is that all real estate is local. All real estate is local. And even just looking at the United States, you've got about 400 markets. So when you see some person get on TV and spew out a stupid soundbite that says, oh, the housing market or the real estate market, you know, I don't know what that means. Are you talking about Los Angeles, Miami, Memphis, Boston, mm. uh, Little Rock, Arkansas? Yeah. You know, it's so different, yeah. okay? Mostly, Every soundbite anybody hears is a cyclical market. Why? Because the cyclical markets are newsworthy. They're more interesting. They have more going on. Los Angeles is a far more exciting market than Indianapolis, mm. but it's not a better market in which to invest. Yeah, okay. Right. Um, and, 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 and so these, these linear boring markets are most of the world. Most of the world is a linear market. Uh, but the trophy cities around the world are cyclical markets. So I'll just give some examples. Pretty much the entire west coast of the United States and into Canada, into Vancouver, is a cyclical market. Okay? Mm -hmm. San Francisco, LA, San Diego, Seattle, uh, Vancouver, Canada. Okay? All cyclical markets. Okay? okay? And those have really glorious highs and really ugly lows. They are, they look, if you're looking at a, a chart, they look like a roller coaster up and down. Okay. Yeah. Um, in, uh, you also have South Florida, Miami, cyclical. Uh, the expensive Northeastern markets, Boston, New York, Washington, DC, cyclical. Okay. Around the world, you have Paris, London, Dubai, uh, Hong Kong, cyclical. Okay. 
that's mm-hmm. all the trophy cities we all know, right? But when you look at uh, little boring linear markets like Indianapolis, Memphis, Little Rock, uh, Cape Coral, Florida, um, you know, some areas of Orlando, Florida, uh, you know, these are great places to invest. Why? Because they have really good rent to value ratios Hmm. where you can rent your property for about 1% or close to it of the purchase price. So you buy a hundred and twenty thousand dollar property and rent it for twelve hundred a month, you're doing great. Yeah. Compare that to a cyclical market like Los Angeles, where I grew up. Okay. So in Los Angeles, you buy a six hundred thousand dollar property and you rent it for twenty five hundred dollars. Okay. That's less than half a percent of the value versus our target being one percent of the value. Yeah. Right. So it's a big difference. So how do we get started? You know, like if you're, if you're, if you're listening to this right now and you're just like, okay, this seems to make sense. I know real estate's good. It's just scary. What do you do to get started? Like maybe, maybe you don't have the, uh, the, the money to be able to go out and, and buy, uh, buy a property like that cash and, and have income coming in. You know, what are some creative ways to get started in all this, Jason? Well, um, you know, for, for what we do, I mean, you know, on my podcast and uh, I have a referral network that helps investors acquire properties and you need about $20,000 for each single family home. Okay. That's about what it'll cost you. It starts at about, about $20,000. So you do need some money to invest. Uh, but um, there are certainly lots of gurus out there teaching creative nothing down strategies and things like that. And I just want to say, those are possible. You can certainly buy properties with no money down. It is, mm. it is a possibility. However, <laughs> it's a needle in a haystack. It's hard to find that deal where the seller's situation allows that for them to carry the paper mm-hmm. and they have a, you know, a loan that's really old that doesn't have what's called a due on sale clause. And the problem you run into Travis is that it's really hard to match the seller's circumstances where you can do the no money down deal along with a good property at the same time. Interesting. Okay. Can you expound on what you mean by that? Yeah. So like you could go and find a seller that you might be able to work a nothing down deal with. Yeah. But will the property be a good property? You might sacrifice property quality, Mm. you know, because it's so, there are such a small number of sellers that can have the circumstances that will allow you to do a no money down deal that, you, you might be getting a crappy property for it. And yes, you could make that deal work, but then after you own it, can you actually make the property work? That's a whole nother question. Yeah. So, you know, you, 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 you know, the old saying, it takes money to make money. Well, it doesn't take that much, but it does take some sure. in, in most cases. Okay. Um, you, you know, remember with, with income property, uh, you can leverage it. So you can do more than you can afford. Mm. And what I mean by that is you gave the example of a mutual fund. Mm -hmm. Well, if you want to buy a $100,000 mutual fund, you're going to pay $100,000 to buy into that fund. But with with income property, you could put $20,000 down on a $100,000 property. So it is the most debt 
favored asset class in America. Yep. And it's and also the most tax favored asset class in America. And taxes are the largest expense any of us have. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very, very much in the forefront of your mind around, Mar around February, March, April time. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So, so you get started and, uh, and you get in, you know, your first deal and things. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to hear your perspective on this part of the conversation in terms of like finding more deals and being able to start getting into uh, better properties and, um, and things like that. Because I, I find that, I find that networking and podcasting uh, could have a very positive effect on that. And I personally have had clients that have gone through um, my program and started a podcast and have made a lot of money through that. And I know that you were talking a little bit before we hit the record button about how um, game changing it's been for you. So uh, maybe you can just touch on uh, before we sign off here on the value of the relationships that you've created through, uh, through a, you know, creating content on a medium like podcasting. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, that's a great question. So I discovered podcasting in 2005. And I remember wow. the exact moment I discovered it, I had a little radio show on KRLA radio station in Los Angeles. Uh -huh. And I would do it once a week. And it didn't really work very well. Okay, but I was talking about real estate investments. And, you mm -hmm. know, people would call in and, you know, it was okay, but I can't yeah. say it was anything great. Okay. And mm -hmm. I was listening to a, a name you may know, Leo Laporte on the radio while I was driving my BMW X5 in on uh, Jamboree Road in Newport Beach. And I was yeah. just about to pass over the 405 freeway. I know exactly where I was. Yeah, I know moment. where the, I know exactly where it is. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I, w I was there and I was I was in, in the furthest lane before you can turn left, okay? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I totally remember it. And, and some guy called in and asked about podcasting. And uh, my girlfriend at the time was really like an Apple cult member, and I wasn't <laughs> using Apple products then. And, yeah. and she, you know, she loved her iPod and kept talking about it. And, you know, whenever she'd get in my car, she'd plug it in to play the music. And, you know, this was before we had what we have now. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and so this guy called in and I got really curious and I thought, well, that sounds a lot better than my radio show. Mm, and so I researched it and, and launched my podcast shortly after that. And, um, you know, in the beginning, it was just like a bunch of work and I didn't know if it was going to work. Right? right. But I had faith and, you know, kind of like investing in real estate, same. Uh, and uh, when I got to about 40 episodes, it seemed like I was really gaining some traction and we were getting some leads and some clients from it. And, um, you know, fast forward, I, I have a whole network of podcasts now. Uh, we have lots and lots of shows and over 5,000 episodes. And um, wow. uh, my main show, uh, the Creating Wealth Show, which is my most popular show, has, uh, as of tomorrow, it'll be the 1400th episode for that show alone. Wow, congratulations yeah. on that. Yeah, thank you. It's, it's been great. And, you know, what's interesting about it is not only is it good from a lead generation standpoint uh, in attracting new clients, but also the guests that I interview on the show, great networking. And your show's yes. about networking, so I thought I'd mention that. Yes. That's really yeah. good too. You know, I've hired uh, many of my guests as uh, speakers uh, to come and speak at my conferences. We host live conferences too. Okay. And, um, and so, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a really good thing. 
Yeah, that's unbelievable, man. Congratulations on all of your success and uh, what you've accomplished so far, what you continue to accomplish. Um, I got to ask you this question because it's kind of the staple question for the show. It's the one that I ask every single guest that's come on. So Jason, do you believe that who you know or what you know is more important and why? Well, <laughs> you know, I, uh, my first book back in uh, 1999 was, be called, was called Become the Brand of Choice. And I think the subtitle was like, How to Earn Millions Through Relationship Marketing. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what, what podcasting and the other media we have today is they allow us to expand our number of relationships. Yep. So I would actually say, you know, there's that old saying, it's not what you know. It's who you know, right? Mm -hmm. I would actually put a third on that. I would say it's not what you know. It's not even who you know. It's who knows you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Love that. Love that. Yeah, it's got to be that uh, reciprocal type of a relationship, right? It can't just be a contact that you made one time at this event six years ago. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) It doesn't count. It's an ongoing nurturing of relationships. And if you can do that uh, with scalable technology, it's very powerful. Sure. Well, Jason, this has been an awesome conversation. I appreciate you so much for coming on. Uh, Before we sign off here, what would be the number one place for our listeners to go connect with you and learn more about what you've got going on um, over at Platinum Properties Investor Network? Yeah, well, my podcast is on iTunes and all the podcast platforms and really all my podcasts. Just type Jason Hartman, that's J-A-S-O-N, H-A-R-T-M-A-N, and you can find uh, the Creating Wealth Show and all my other shows. And then the website is jasonhartman.com. Perfect. So head over to jasonhartman.com. Check out what Jason has to offer. If you're listening to this, uh, whatever podcasting app you're listening to, um, go ahead and look up Jason's name and follow his shows, especially if you're a real estate investor um, or trying to build wealth, which should be most of the people who listen to the show. So Jason, thanks. Jason, uh, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Um, you know, this is an awesome conversation. Had a, had a blast. Thanks, Travis. Happy investing to you and your listeners. Well, that's it for today's show. If you want more advanced networking strategies, as well as an instant network upgrade, then consider partnering with my BYN Inner Circle Mastermind. There are already dozens of high quality entrepreneurs in the group. There's dozens of video lessons on networking. There's monthly calls, there's accountability crews and more, all for the low investment of just 99 bucks a month. So head over to byninnercircle.com to jump in. That's byninnercircle.com. Thanks so much for joining us on today's show. See you next time. And remember to leave every relationship better than you found it. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile 
and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.